Well, good morning. It's good to see you guys. What beautiful eyes you have. Uh, God's Word we are looking at uh, is just one verse, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. So let's have God's Word open us up to Philippians, the fourth chapter, and we'll be looking at just one verse, verse 13. And when you're there, I'll ask that you rise for the reading of God's Word. This is the Word of the Lord. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Even though we wrapped up our series in the book of Philippians, we are taking a look back. We're looking back and we're reflecting on all that we have listened and learned and practiced, but this time we're going to focus on a few key verses which we are encouraging and challenging our members to commit to memory, to have it written on your hearts, so to speak. In Philippians 3, Paul writes that to write the same thing to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. And so we see that even Paul in Scripture says similar or same things to the churches over and over again so that they would be reminded and know what is important. This will be a six-week series, and we are in the second week. Do you guys remember what last week's memory verse or God's Word was? Philippians 1.21. Go ahead, whisper it to yourself. For to me, I don't know why they had to put the two. Well, they could have just said for me, but for to me, to live is Christ and die is gain. And this week we're looking at the fourth chapter, verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This past Monday, uh, I was helping my older son with his memory verse, and this was the exact verse that he had to write out and memorize. I was just encouraged by that, and some of you guys who look for signs and wonders and miracles, there you have it. It's God's providence that we focus and look at verse 13 today. You know, I would say that Philippians 4.13 is one of the most unknown Bible verses. It's been written with chalk in weight rooms, posted on locker room doors, taped onto mirrors, tattooed onto biceps, printed on t-shirts, framed as wall art, pinned up on social media, and it's a verse that has often been repurposed simply as a motivational mantra. A few years back, a professional athlete, uh, Steph Curry, was spotted with I can do all things written in Sharpie on his sneakers. And as his success grew on the court in NBA, even though he started to do this as a collegiate athlete, the world started to associate his mantra of I can do all things and his success and determination on the basketball court. People loved it. It was a positive message, and and people even started to adopt it for themselves. You know, we love when celebrities or athletes share their faith, right? It's almost as if it legitimizes our own faith. And a lot of us were, were always like, could this be the one, or should we wait for another? You know, it was Jeremy Lin, Tim Tebow, Chris Pratt, Justin Bieber, and the list can go on. And needless to say, many people adopted this phrase, I can do all things, and aspired to great heights and lengths as they airballed three-pointers from across the courtroom during pickup basketball games. And some of you are sitting in this room. I'm guilty of it, too. 
However, it's important to know that the, the first section of the verse, I can do all things, depends wholly on the second section, through him who strengthens me. You see, if, if the worldly message stops short at, I can do all things, then the gospel message takes it further and it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's the gospel message today. And I want to ask us, those who are listening, those who are here, to commit this to memory, to have it written on your hearts, so that in those moments where you need to be encouraged and challenged once more, you can know and you can say that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I want to unpack what that means so we don't just apply it as a feel-good motivational mantra. What does it mean? What does it mean that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Well, if, if I were to give you a literal and wooden translation of that verse, it would go something like this. For all things, I have strength in the one strengthening me. Let, me. let me say that again. For all things, I have strength in the one strengthening me. And you got to remember, just in the few verses before, Paul is talking about, you know what, in life I had a lot, I had a little... I had, I had more than I needed, and then and I was in want at times. And yet, I know that I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So in context, if I can reword what this verse is saying, it would go something like this. I have strength in all circumstances because I am in Christ who strengthens me. I have strength in all circumstances, no matter what the scenario is, no matter what I have or don't have, because I am in Christ, and then it's also through Christ that I receive the strength to endure, to be satisfied, to be, to be wholly fulfilled. And so this I can do all things is, is, is not... I can achieve all my hopes and dreams. All I have to do is think positive, be determined, and be disciplined. Nor is it this idea that God is simply going to bless me so that I can achieve all of my hopes and my dreams. You know, Paul's confidence comes from a contentment in the constant God who not only calls him to live for Christ, but gives him all the strength he needs for each day. Paul's circumstances does not dictate what he can or cannot do in Christ. But as he is found in Christ, this dictates that in all things, for any situation, any circumstance, he has the strength to endure, to persevere, and to be fully satisfied. Therefore, I can do all things doesn't lead us to personal victory. Rather, it's a promise extending from Christ's victory. I have strength in all circumstances because I am in Christ, and he is the one that strengthens me. As a Christian, then, we can say that I live in a world that was created by the very hands of my God, and he has dominion and power over all things. So in all things, I have the strength to endure and persevere and to be fully satisfied in him no matter what my circumstances are. I live in a world that was created 
by God, that is sustained by God, all things find their life, their being, their sustaining in God. And as, as I am in Christ, no matter what the scenario or circumstances, the needs and wants are, I am satisfied, I am secured, and I am led to a deep contentment and satisfaction. If to live is Christ and die is gain, then from now until eternity we can endure all things, not relying on our own strength and achievements, but the strength God gives us in Christ as a new creation, as a re with a renewed will for obedience, with a renewed sense of purpose in life. The difficulty with being obedient and encouraged and challenged by this verse of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is that it actually challenges our priorities, our, our motives, our goals, our hopes and dreams. It challenges it in such a way where it, it, it changes, it alters, and it, it asks us to not live for yourself, to, to not, not try to do all things for your own self-gain or your own purpose or your own satisfaction. But in turn, as you live for Christ, to find your strength in Him who enables you to endure all things and do all things, not for your own glory or your own comfort or your own satisfaction, but for His glory, for His pleasure. And hopefully if those things Hopefully those things, in those things, we also find our joy and our pleasure. This understanding gives us a deep stillness, a contentment in any circumstances. When everything is going well and the reserves are full, or when things are not going well and there is a famine. You know, it gives us a deep stillness, but it also gives us a cheerful heart. If, if we were, to be honest, all of us to varying degrees, no matter how much you have or how little you have, struggle with contentment. The, the, the feeling of satisfaction and, and the feeling of uh, not being insecure. And if we're honest, as we struggle with these things, we, we lack the, the cheer, the thanksgiving, the joy that we so desire, that we, that we think will come with all these external things. But the Lord reminds us today that deep satisfaction, deep stillness, a genuine, cheerful, lighthearted, and thankfulness comes only when we are deeply satisfied in Christ and wholly trusting that even though the future is unsure, that we are in Him, we are in His hand. You know, this strength that we receive from Christ to do all things is not earthly. This strength does not come in currency. It does not come in material. It does not come in status. Rather, it's a strength that is heavenly. The strength comes from the assurance that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in Christ Jesus. This strength comes from knowing that as you work out your salvation in fear and trembling, that God the one who wills and works in your life will be the one that continues to grow you and guide you, to give you a desire, 
to carry out all that he has called you to do. Just as Jesus has blasted through heaven and sits at the right hand of God, making intercessions for you, his strength as we trust in him, cry out to him, depend on him, blasts through any earthly boundaries and makes it possible for us to endure, persevere, and also to be deeply and fully satisfied in him. So brothers and sisters, the question we have to ask, the tough reality check we have to ask is that if we are not satisfied in this world, are, are, we, are we truly satisfied in Christ? Is his, is his relationship with you, his love for you, his fellowship with you, his desire for you, is that, is that, is that joyful? And if not, then I want to encourage us to, to, to call out to him again, to be reminded of, of those testimonies that, that you all have as he's led you through tough times. I want to encourage you to ask the Lord this morning in prayer to come honestly and say, God, will you satisfy me again? My heart is calloused. I'm bitter. I'm, I'm, I'm irritable. I, I'm sick of the people around me. I'm tired of hearing so-and-so is dating, about to get married, and so-and-so is going on vacation over there. I'm tired of seeing what I make and knowing that the other person makes this much more. I'm tired of seeing that car that that person drives and feeling so silly about mine. I'm, I'm so tired of even being tired. I'm tired of looking in the mirror and feeling uh, like I'm not as, as beautiful or, or I've let myself go and all these things. Lord, I'm so angry. I'm tired. I'm irritable. I'm fed up. I'm discontent. I want more. I'm hungry, I'm starving, I'm full, but at the same time, I don't feel satisfied. God, would you fill me up? Would you fill me up? Will you empty me once more and fill me with what is good and what is lasting and what is joyful and what is life-giving and what reminds me in a perfect stillness with peace and understanding that goes all beyond what I may know, that you love me, that you care for me. And although I may not know everything that is in the future, that you hold me in your hand. Would you help me to know that I can do all things as I am in you? For you are the one that gives me strength. Strength for today, strength for tomorrow, strength that endures forever. A few weeks ago when Pastor Stephen preached on this, he said this, so I'm going to quote him. How do you like that, Pastor Stephen? You're being quoted. <laughs> oh, the dream of a PhD student. I'm just kidding. I'm busting his chops. You know, but I think it's, it's, it, it nails it on the head. He said, contentment is not the result of being in a certain situation, but it's a response to every situation. This, this, this contentment, this, this fully satisfied soul responds and can respond to any situation, any circumstance, with, with stillness, with peace, and without the insecurities that rage with many voices in our hearts. Because we are secured in Christ, we are satisfied in Christ, we know that we have our all in all in Christ. Even if we don't have riches of this world, even if we don't have all the comfort items and all the creaturely things, that if we have Christ, we can respond to anything. Because we are in him and he gives us strength to do anything and everything that he had called us to do. So that if contentment is a response, it is something then, yes, we have to learn 
And let me confess to you, without getting into all the details, that particularly this week, I struggled with being content so much. So much. I, I struggled with being satisfied with him. And I don't know if it's just the quarantine craze that's setting in again. And I don't know if it's looking out my window and seeing that all the neighbors are probably at their vacation homes. And I don't know if it's looking out the window and seeing for sale homes and everyone seems to be upgrading to bigger and better things. But, you know, contentment is, is, is something that doesn't just come naturally, as we've learned in the previous weeks. It's not something that just comes if we have enough things. Contentment is a learned response as a child of God that we have. Once we understand and believe and cling on to that Christ is my all in all. And my, and my prayer and hope is that I, I, I would be able to unpack what that means all in all in my life more and more in very specific ways. And, and my prayer for you is the same. To be satisfied, to be content. You know, I shared with you, some of you know, my parents own a, a small breakfast shop in Philly. And every time I tell the story and Pastor Stevens there, he, say, he says, broad and Allegheny. Because I always tell people, you know, my parents have a breakfast shop on broad and Allegheny in Philly. And I talk about my parents a lot because I'm so proud of them and because they've modeled in, in so many ways. Not only in the, in, in the good stuff, but in the ways that they failed of the goodness of God and the graciousness of God. And what it, what it means to, to be a Christian struggling. And, and so, so my parents own a breakfast store in Philly, broad in Allegheny, right across the Temple Hospital. And they wake up around 4 a.m. every morning and they get to the store. And before my dad turns on the lights or sets the thermostat, he, he hovers over the lights and he puts his head down and he prays. And it's a simple prayer because one time I asked him, Dad, what do you pray? Right? <laughs> Those of you know, no, no. I says, Dad, what do, you, what do you pray? And he says, it's in Korean, but I'll, I'll translate it for you. <laughs> he says, you know, I pray that God doesn't make it too busy and God doesn't make it too slow. And I was like, what kind of prayer is that? Before he turns on the light, there's anything. He says, God, don't make, don't make it too busy and don't make it too slow. Give us, give us just what we need. And then he turns on the light and he turns on the air and he goes about preparing to open the store. And I, and, I, and I remember that. I just thought that was so weird. I was like, man, don't you want to make a lot of money? Don't you want our business to be booming? And I remember even telling him years ago that, Dad, I can, I can you know, uh, push the store and market it on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, you know, and, and we can take pictures of the dish and get it up on Yelp and Google Review. And he said, no. He said, I don't need all of that. I don't want it to be too busy. You know, don't get me wrong. There, there are times when... Uh, my father was very ambitious. His dream was to franchise or at least set up different restaurants and continue to flip it. But over the years, I think he learned the beauty of being content in Christ. He modeled it for me, and I am struggling to model it for my family now. And I've always struggled to understand the heart behind a prayer like that. And then I, I, I came across... Uh, Proverbs 30, and this is what the author of the Proverbs write. He says, two things I ask of you. Deny, me, deny not to me before I die. Remove from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. 
lest I be fool and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of the Lord. What a simple and bold prayer that desires contentment. God, don't give me poverty and don't give me riches. Give me what I need today so that, so that I, I will stay hungry for you, dependent on you. Because I don't want to be too full and deny and forget about you. I, I, don't, I don't want to be too desperate and, 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 and bitterness and, 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 and desperation do things that's going to dishonor you. But Lord, would you give me enough? Would you be, give me enough? Not more, not less. That's a tough prayer even for me to pray. But that's, that's I believe, the heart of a content heart. So, Brothers and sisters, what are some of your life goals? Where do you want to be when you're 30, 60, or 90? And the odds are that you have plans, you have dreams, you have hopes, you have stock and investments in many different areas of your life. And the temptation is to take I can do all things and use it for your own gain or inspiration. But the Lord here challenges us, challenges our heart to be content and satisfied in him, to be fully uh, filled by him so that whatever the future may hold, whether it's a lot or a little, we will be satisfied, we will be joyful, cheerful, and not only live a life that testifies to the gospel, but also speak words to those around us who ask for the hope that we cling on to. Parents, this means that we can raise our children. Yes, you can raise your children. Your children, because you are in Christ and he gives you the strength. Yes, you can raise your children in those moments with overwhelming anxiety and worries and fears. Yes, you can love, be patient. Yes, you can discipline. Yes, you can endure and pray for and love your children because Christ is the one that gives you the strength. And also, yes, your children, as sealed members of the body of Christ, can also do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Even when you're not present to hold their hands, they too can cling on to this promise and know that their strength comes not from their parents' overwatch or provision, but ultimately from their Heavenly Father and their Lord and Savior Jesus, who gives them strength in those moments of play, in the, moment, the times at school when they're sitting at the lunch table, when they're waiting for the bus, in all those areas. Brothers and sisters who, who are just working and, 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 and often get caught up in the rat race of promotions and, and, and calculating and looking and comparing different jobs and pays and benefits and number of vacations. Those of you who are, who are, who are struggling, as, as mentioned earlier, with, with, with singlehood and seeing your friends dating and getting married and wondering, when is it your turn? How come you don't have what they have? How come you can't do what they have? For all circumstances, the Lord gives you strength to be satisfied in him and not simply live for those things, but to live in Christ, for Christ. Yes, you can endure all things. And no, it's probably not going to be 
the way it's always going to be. The Lord knows what you need. And he will give to you according to his good pleasure and his will. College students, I met with some of you guys this past Friday. And I know the world is a different place with school, with future. Perhaps everyone is saying, oh, you can't major in this anymore. There's no future in that. With COVID and with the new world, you know, you have to start looking into these types of fields. This is the school you have to go to. Don't waste your money on that. Don't waste your money on this. Think about it in this way. Invest in the future. There's so many things to think about. It was hard enough as it is, but now it seems like all the decisions have so much more weight and repercussions. And even college students, even right now, if you don't know what you're majoring in, if it's your fifth year in school, if you're stuck and you're not sure what to do because the future seems so unsure, for all things, you have strength in Christ who strengthens you. Make decisions not based on the fear of the world and what people say, but based on your faith in Christ, that no matter what happens, he will love you and hold you and keep you and never forsake you or leave you. Pastor Kent Hughes, I want to quote him now, wrote this. He says, of course, this does not mean that you can do everything you want to do. Do you want to fly? Go to flight school. Please do not take the controls of an airplane reciting Philippians 4.13. Are you a non-golfer who wants to shoot 70? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. How many touchdowns is 70, you know? Are you a non-golfer who wants to shoot 70? Understand that muttering, I can do all things through him before you tee off, will turn your fellow golfers into atheists. You know, my youngest son, I, I don't want to say his name right now. I don't want to activate him. He's like a sleeper agent back there. <laughs> He's done so well. You know, he, he, he has, uh, um, I don't know, what to, but he, he likes climbing and jumping off of things. And some of you guys have seen clips, and, and he recites a part of this verse. I don't think it's intentional, but he'll climb, and before he jumps, he says, I can do this, and he jumps, and Sometimes he just belly flops onto the ground, but he has this, I can't do this. And as he jumps, I just want to yell in slow motion, like, through Christ who strengthens you. You know, as, as mentioned before, brothers and sisters, those who are in Christ, this verse isn't just a, a motivational pick-me-up. This isn't just a, a, a kick in the rear that says, come on, Christian, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. But it's, it's, it's a reminder that as you're deeply satisfied in Christ, that for any circumstances, no matter what your current, present situation is, that the Lord gives you strength for today. And when tomorrow comes, the Lord will give you strength for tomorrow. We can do all things because we are in Christ, and He is the one who gives us strength. Perhaps this is why Paul says, not that I've already obtained this or I'm perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own because I belong to him, because I am in him, because he is the one that gives me strength to endure all things, to do all things. Join with me in prayer.